You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview episode of round 13 of the 2022 MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by Disappointing Holidays in Auto Land. No, no, actually um, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you that we're able to keep this podcast going and uh, thank you, thank you so much. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Mr. Belaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Great. Maybe you could have done something a bit more with like, like playing on holiday in Orlando and Disney or something that might have been. Oh, sure. That might have been a fun. Everyone's fun least play. favorite is Orlando holiday. Yo, that's a good one. See, we should have flushed that one out a little bit <laughs> more. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second for those of you who are with us tonight. Uh, but yeah, we've we've made it through the massive double game week, the legit, the real, mm-hmm. yeah, the for real double game week. For those of you who are in chat with us, uh, how did your teams do this week? Uh, like type it into the little bit of a stutter right there. Okay, there it is. So I had that prepped up. Yeah, how did you all do? Uh, it was it was absolutely crazy. It was exactly what a double game week should be. And uh, let's just start. Ashley, how'd you do? Yeah, hold on. I I uh, I gotta grab something real quick before I. Oh, it's part of the show, guys. Tune into you. Thought I'd uh, I thought I'd bring this out just to celebrate with Blaine. Oh. Finally joined the bucket hat brigade. Is that the right terminology, Blaine? Yeah, you got to talk to Ari about getting joined up, but bucket hat brigade, yeah. Headphones don't make it do it justice, but uh, here (laughs) I am. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about last week because I did it, guys. I made Champions League by the skin of my teeth. What was it, 47th? Blaine Blaine screenshotting me, my own standings as points come in. Um, so yeah, I'm not a great, I know I'm going to sound like such a, you know, killjoy, not a great week because I had a bad captain and I had a four on the field, but that week helped me across the hurdle, um, into champions league. So I will take it. I got a 153, um, captain Espinosa. I know a lot of people made that mistake. Um, just woof. I mean, really underperformed. And then I went with a Red Bull defender against my better judgment when I saw that Russell wasn't starting. Um, and that was terrible. But again, moved up in overall ranking, increased in money. I lost one of my big head-to-heads to Patrick, but I don't care because I'm in Champions League. <laughs> and I have a bucket hat now. There you go. That's all that matters. Blaine, how'd you yep. do? Yeah, I mean, all things considered, I'm a little disappointed, but I got a 161. Um, second highest score in the Experts League behind Patrick, who beat Ashley. Mm-hmm. I was... I was just not happy with the way my week was rolling in, but then I started looking at the overall rankings or the week ranks and it wasn't bad. I avoided the Espinosa captain. I just, I didn't have a good feeling about it. And at the last minute I settled on Mihailovic instead of Mukhtar, which cost me about eight points in the grand scheme of things. Um, I decided that I was really high on him. So I kept taxi instead of trying to go with the Bobasi or something, lost a few points there. Uh, tried an Austin defender and had Cascante for seven. I mean, I didn't get a good, one of the good Austin scores there. I know a couple of guys got the Madranda in the first game. And so I just, I kind of missed on a few of my big plays. Uh, Ferrero was in my starting lineup that didn't hit, but I know a lot of people took one of those lower scores, but coming out with a 161 week rank 100 and having those mistakes, I'll consider that a huge win. It's, one can't ask for much better score. I'm not seeing too much higher coming in in chat either. So it's been, I mean, it was a good week, but I still feel a little disappointed. That's just yeah, rough. same, right? Don't you feel kind of bad? It's a good score, but I'm still mad at it. <laughs> uh, so myself, I got a 127, which was awful, absolutely awful. Uh, <laughs> the the biggest thing was, as we'll get into in just a second, I had a. Uh, a uh, scrub bench field player that did not scrub and came on in the last closing minutes of overtime with of stoppage time with Orlando and uh, cost me 10 points. So I could have had 137, which would only have been slightly better. I think I still would have lost 
may have won one or two by head to heads, but I still would have lost most of them because everybody had a bunch of points coming in off of the, off of the bench. Um, mostly it was, I just had a few, a few spots that missed one of my midfield didn't do fantastic. One of my defense defenders didn't do fantastic. And then I didn't have a great goalkeeper switcher. I, my goalkeeper didn't play two games. And so I missed out on a mm. bunch of points there. Um, and, uh, and Who's your goalkeeper, uh, uh, Cornell. And so, oh, sure. So oh, ouch. That. that hurt a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I was just going with, with one, with, with one goalkeeper. I didn't do any kind of keeper Roo because of just the yeah. massive craziness uh, with, with the DGW. And then uh, I had uh, Tati got the six, got the yellow card. So ev- everything that's just going to go right in, straight into my takeaways for this round. Uh, a C in chat. At least I didn't lose 25 points. Yes. There were some people. People did it or Wagner points. A lot of people benched Wagner because of that yellow card accumulation. Yeah. Yeah. I benched, uh-huh. I, I, I benched him, but I got him because the way I usually play it is I'll put two defenders on my bench. And so I'll, I'll have a scrub defender and a scrub forward. And so I got Wagner's points but I didn't get a Bobasi's points. So I still got that, yeah. that defender. So I got, I got 21 instead of, I missed out on 10 instead of 21. So that was good, but yeah. um, would have liked a, a 137 instead of a yeah. 127 would have made me feel a little bit better, but, but that's the, the main takeaway I have for this round. This was, this was the big thing. This was the real thing that we had, mm-hmm. we had the tease, then we had the toe dip and this was it. This is what you've expected. We saw, rotations we saw red cards we saw yellow card accumulations Mm -hmm. come to fruition knocking players out of a game uh and let's not forget our very unfortunate holiday from orlando who came in in the the 4.0 player i don't think it played at all this year zero points came Mm -hmm. in in like 94 95 fourth fourth or fifth minute of stoppage time and a bunch of people a bunch of people got hit with that one. For me, it's because I was traveling and I just did not check yep. the lineups. Didn't even didn't even think to check the Orlando lineup for that. Uh, but yeah, he came in, and and that brings up an interesting tactic for how you set up your switcheroos during a double game week or any switcheroo or autoroo at any time. Ideally, you're probably trying to find those players with the red dots who might be out for the season but those don't always have the lowest price points that you usually want to be able to switch some of your money around. Mm-hmm. So you end up looking for, I think in most cases, when people are doing a switcheroo, they're finding the latest playing player in forward defender midfield, whatever you're scrubbing, you have the latest player because that still gives you time to react in some sense to bring in another player. If you have money saved up and go there, alternatively, you could be playing an earlier player, which is going to guarantee you get your bench, which is great for the auto roo because you know you're going to be taking the best one or best two from your bench. Triple holo- auto roo, tri- triple switch roo does not exist. That's mm-hmm. just called that's just called a, a sub. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's that's the main thing, uh, Blaine. I know you have an opinion on this tactic. Yeah, see, I'm fully on auto roos on big double game weeks. I, I think it's a trap trying to pick up single game week players at the tail end. Maybe if, you, if you've got your single game week team playing the absolute last game of the weekend and you know you're going to see two scores off the bench and you're not happy with two mm-hmm. scores. But I have found about 99 times out of 100, you're going to take the two score player. And as long as they get even a bonus point, they're at a five. You're going to be hard pressed to beat that unless it's some monster player and whatever. Like, so I always do that. So I'm picking up guys that aren't playing. Fancherini for Vancouver is your go-to 4.0 West Coast player. Later game time, he got transferred away from the club. You know those players, you put them on your team, you just, you ride with them. You know you have no chance of getting busted because of that. If he plays the first game of the weekend on a big double game week, I'm taking him because it's locking in that first player I know is not going to play without a doubt. The other one I had is I was running the LA Galaxy double. I was just picking cheap guys because I needed the money. They've got two guys, Neil and a guy I can't pronounce it. It starts with an F. They're both 4.0. If there were a rash of injuries on one of those or something, yeah, you could switch to the other guy. But you're just kind of picking and hoping at that point. But get those guys that you know are not seeing the lineups. And I mean, Halliday was one of those, by the time you would have seen it, you probably wouldn't have had an opportunity to switch it because they were already locked, I think. No, they, they didn't play. No, the they were single game week. They were single game week. <laughs> and so the 
what I would recommend for Reed in that situation is if you have extra money, go grab Antonio Carlos from the same mm-hmm. game. He's red dot. He's injured. You know he's not playing. Yeah. Always take guys you know are not playing on these big double game weeks because we have been burned by rotation year in and year out. At some point, some cheap player gets three minutes mm-hmm. and busts an auto reel. It just it happens. Look at this yeah. daddy Warbucks blame being like, yeah, forget that 4.0 guy. Just just <laughs> go and grab that 8.3 guy instead because he's got the red dot. We'll blame not all of us have that much money. Well, I don't have that much money either. I, but I, I, I do want to kind of add on to what you just said, though, which is right. I, I think on this show we kind of talk about two different tactics, which is a pick two scrubs, set it and forget it, let your bench fight it out. Two of the three will come in. Um, and then Reed and I often – talk about okay who who's the late game who's the this game and that strategy like reed said is more of a if my whole bench shits the bed and i want to try to grab some extra points if i save that scrub until one of the later games like this week is a great example i could throw a seattle player in there playing at home against an expansion team i could throw austin on a hot streak just crush the other la team playing the galaxy throw someone in there I don't often do that, but I like having the flexibility to do it. And I have definitely done it before. I think the only additional advice that I would give, and I know this sounds condescending and I promise it's not, is to check lineups for your scrubs too. When you're looking at, so like what I did, I wanted to see my points right away, but I also had holiday. That's kind of, Reed and I kind of float in that same mental vein with things like this, but I wanted my bench points to come in. I was worried about Champions League. I was close-ish with Patrick at one point in head to head. And so his bench points were in, I wanted my bench points to come in. So I, as soon as Charlotte's lineup came out, I looked at that roster, plugged in a, a player that wasn't on the bench. He was 5.5. So you're right. A little daddy Warbucksy, but I knew he wasn't going to come in because he wasn't in the 18. Um, so it's just a little added watch. Maybe this will, will help everybody, everybody kind of, you know, not let this happen. I saw a couple other people with the, I think it was a Vancouver striker that they'd used as a scrub that cycled in for the second game. Um, I personally will never put in a player whose team is on a double unless everybody is, because I don't trust rotation. I don't trust. That's where I've been burned the most with scrubs. Um, so yeah, someone with a red dot, there's not as many red dots right now as we're used to. Come I on, Skyler. Jeez. Yeah. At this point of the year. Um, but yeah, just, just, single game week player on a big double game week later in the week, just double checking those lineups. And again, I'm sorry, Reed, it happened to, to my husband too. I think it happened to a lot of people. Um, but it's just the difference in tactic. And then also just remembering to, just to double check for the guys you don't want uh, as well as the guys you do want, you know, we may have to, we may have to pull back because I mean, 5.5 from a 4.0, definitely not daddy Warbucks money right there. I mean, sure. Blaine's daddy Warbucks money. You're in Seattle. So yeah, that's probably Jeff. That, that's, that's Jeff Bezos money. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. that's going to be. And Jump I mean, change. yeah, yeah. And, and maybe we even got changers. I mean, someone's got to be the Vanderbilt money here. So that's, <laughs> we, we joke about it a little bit, but I know last year, Ike Opara was a, was a number one scrub for a lot of people because he was out. Miles Robinson. Miles Robinson. Patrick said he used him this week. Yeah. Uh, there was. Chat's being really good to us tonight. Um, we've got Kleeman for Austin, who's 4.5, but he's out on a torn ACL. Perfect. Uh, for Kansas City is my number one forward scrub because we're not yes. taking that many Kansas City players. Yeah, he's transferred out. He's playing USL. He's not coming back. Perfect. So there's your 4 million forward that you can use week in and yep. week out. And if um, you're scrubbing a midfielder, your strategy is wrong. So we're not even going to give you those. And that, yeah, and that, scrubbing, right, right. And that may change. If you're a midfielder, it's because your entire bench is hit already. And sure, you don't yes. Need, yeah. At that point, you're just picking a guy that you see not in the lineup somewhere else. And if you're taking a midfielder out, you're going to yeah. have extra money. You can afford a 5.5, a 6, or a 7 if you see him not in the lineup. Yeah. Right. And we can verify with Skylar if there'll be any sort of midseason switch. I doubt there will be. Sometimes there's a little like, bit of adjustment. People come in and come out. But yeah, uh, with, the, with yeah. the transfer window, sometimes things change with the transfer yeah. window. We'll clearly get mm-hmm. added in sometimes, but we can check with him. Uh, maybe that's we should add that to the mega reference. Just some of your your go to, yeah, people. That would be you, you. You can yeah. check the mega reference and see who's also injured and out and some of their injury yeah. times. Yeah. Usually that's focused though on the main guys, not really yeah. scrub guys. But you can check it out and find out there. So, uh, yeah, that was that was my main takearoo. Takearoo. My my main takeaway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. From you there. Call it a takearoo. Um, takearoo. We can call it. That'll be this section. Our takearoos. Uh, speaking of some of the summer transfer window. 
I know they're kind of hot with some players at New England. Keep an eye on New England. If you're not keeping up with the regular soccer news, they're they're looking at some significant changes in the summer transfer window. So just keep an eye on what their performance will be a little bit later. Not not for this coming week, but just keep yeah. an eye on them in particular, but a lot of the teams see what happens with the summer transfer window and how that's going to impact. And then I'm going to add one clarifying comment right here. I sent this out on Twitter. I hope extra time picks it up to say something or does something with it, but that Tommy McNamara winning goal in the Cincinnati game kills me. It absolutely kills me. And it's because I remember when Cincinnati came in, we had the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. Tommy McNamara was in that draft. And I was like jumping up and down screaming because I was yeah. like, he was the best player. Kai was in there too, but like, I was like, Tommy McNamara, that was the guy you should have gone with. And I put that on Twitter and people were thinking like, hey, no, you couldn't have built your team around Tommy McNamara. I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying that. But like, that's a guy who maybe could have still been in Cincinnati. Most of them are gone now, but he might have still been around and would have been a much better addition to our team than all of the demons in the league. So that was all I meant by that was like, that would have been a smarter pickup than when we were getting like the old players, the trade players and just people who were not even worth it. So that was my clarifier for why I was like Tommy McNamara. uh, And so I don't know if they've to talk about that next time or not, but that's what I meant by that. Blaine, what was your uh, takeaway this week? Yeah. uh, Keep riding this New York city wave. Um, They're playing well. They're finding goals. Um, Santi is the 10. I know I got a little bit of pushback and I was, I waffled a little bit on him last week, but Santi's playing the 10 and it seems to be his, got his spot to lose at the moment. He's ahead of Maxi in that position. And I think he gave us an 11 and a six in his two games, which, I mean, when you start looking at him, he's got a floor of a five or a six, but then he throws up an 11. If he gets a goal, I mean, he's hit 12, 13, a few times this year he's playing really well on one of the hottest teams in the league. He's getting assists. He's finding it. Just don't sleep on him. And I know a lot of people did for this double game week. He wasn't as owned as some of the other guys. I know where we talk up heel and everyone's like, Oh, I want to keep heel for the weekend on a single. Like that came up. It's just, you Santi's in that conversation with a lot of these other regular mids at this point, but I don't think, Outside of our show, I don't think he gets talked about enough. So pay attention to him and keep him on your radar. And then the other one I had was uh, Sporting's kids are playing really well right now. Um, The team, they seem to be getting stronger every week. And when I say kids, I'm talking, we've got Volader and Ford, who are both, I think, 22 and 24, somewhere in there. Uh, Duke and Hernandez are probably the two best playmakers out of the midfield when they're out there. Uh, Hernandez looks as good as anybody on the team right now. I don't know how much it's translating to points at the moment, but they did find some goals in this double game week. They had, they shallowly got two in the midweek and then Johnny Russell got one on the weekend. Uh, There seems to be a lot happening with the kids and the way they're playing right now that I could see it translating to some serious points in the right matchups. And they're, they're just, they're getting more work done regularly. So just keep an eye on them and don't, don't bet against them quite the same way. They're starting to get a rhythm, just kind of saw it over the weekend a little bit. And it just, They've got nothing to lose and they're playing for contracts and the older, slower guys have been relegated to the bench a little bit. So it's just, it's one of those, I'm, I'm kind of warming up to Kansas city just a little bit at the moment. Ashley, your take a ruse. Um, I just wanted to tell you if it made you feel better that the Sounders in their um, initial draft passed on Graham Zussi and Omar Gonzalez. That does make me feel better. Spencer talks about it a lot. Uh, And obviously only one of those guys is still relevant, but it still comes up quite often. Um, I don't know if it's fair. I know Tyler always jumps on me when I like make a declarative statement without a ton of data, but I think, I think that Mukhtar might have switched on. I know we talked about, is this homestand going to be when he starts, you know, producing points and in the first game, not as much, but in the second game, yeah, he totally did. Um, He had a really decent start to that road stretch cooled off. I think he might've turned a corner. Um, you know, 
usually these teams, when they get a new stadium and they get some home games, they tend to make it a fortress. Look at Austin this, this season. Um, I think you can start to, to go back to Mukhtar. Not always, not every week. I don't think he's fixture proof, but um, just to, to give him a little bit more of a look as he was cool for so while. Um, also, I will go back to, as I betrayed my original stance, which is to never bet on or against San Jose. Um, Espinoza, just what a dud. And then I know a lot of people were really hot on Nathan. I could not talk myself into that, and he produced quite poorly. Um, so I'm going back to that, just like Blaine with his Vela. I think I might, you know, stick on that hill for a while. Um, also, on a positive note, what is going on with the teams that we bet against Cincinnati holding out strong, almost beat New England, having a great run of games recently. They were unbeaten in like three, I think it was. Now Miami hosts two shutouts in a double game week against two of the best teams in the East in Red Bull and Philly. One was home, one was away. <laughs> I just, that caught me by surprise. I know a lot of people were looking at Damian Lowe. The keeper was on the team of the week. Um, I'm just really kind of, perplexed I think might be the best way to say it surprised um at, at what might be going on there I don't know if they're getting it together or if this is just streaky um but this week at least Miami showed up maybe not offensively obviously um but still you know they're putting something together down there I think so that was one of one of my bigger bigger takeaways is maybe we start paying attention to people other than just Campano. I don't know. I don't want to mess up anybody's week, but it's, it's starting to look okay down South. So, um, well, for those of you that aren't watching, Reed stepped away. So we're going to try to get through housekeeping, which I consider his section, uh, without him just to keep things moving. MLSFI Experts Invitational, Ryan Anderson. Is that accurate? I feel like it's Patrick. Is it Ryan? I think it's back to Ryan. Oh, there I'm we go. The up right now. Thank you. Reed does that part. So I, for yeah, some Reed. reason, I just... Okay, Experts Invitational. Yeah, Ryan Anderson is back on nice top. Nice job, Ryan. a record of 10-0-2. Um, our second place player right now is Donuts with an 8-2-2. Two so Ryan is, what is that? He's yeah. four points clear right now of second place. He has got a full game in hand. Nice job. Yeah. All, that's, all that data serving him well. That is huge. Um, yeah. What other leagues? Here we go. This is, this is what I was uh, uh, mixing up. In our Champions League for Pro Rail, Patrick is still on top with the 10-0-2. Yes. So he holds his dominance there. Um, in our veterans league, uh, my league, sloppy stakes, still on top, still on top on points. Um, and then development league, Blaine, what, what do we got? Uh, it's Maxime again, um, Jordy for MVP. He's just, he's holding out and he's actually ahead of me in the draft league. He stole that top spot for me a couple of weeks ago and I haven't been able to take it back. So we've got a good double, double rivalry going here. Well, it looks like I'm back just in time. Thank you all for continuing forward. Uh, Baby Roo was still thirsty. Tonight was a 16-ounce milk night. So, get it. But yeah, let's get into the big part of the preview that I know everyone needs to know. I already mentioned this before the show started, if you were with us on YouTube. Uh, but games start on Saturday, May 28th at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's LAFC versus San Jose. This is not a fantastic game for your switcheroo. You can totally use it as your switcheroo, but there are a lot of games that start at 7, so you won't get to see this whole preview if that's a, something that you're setting it's up. It's a tight schedule it all is. around it for is. Saturday. I you mean, can catch a like few things at 8. The first, Yeah, the first game kicks off at, what is it? Th okay, 3 for me, so 6, and then the latest game after that is nine. So it, it's a, it's a tight window and there's only three late games. So if you wanted to do some switcheroos with Saturday games, it's rough, but if you are looking at those Sunday games as your fallback, mm -hmm. totally works, but you can pick any of those games. And if you're looking at Sunday, but the, yep. you could do something with that first game, but they're going to start locking at six o'clock PM Eastern yep. standard time. This is the beginning of the third qualifier for the fantasy champions league. So we've got, 
100 people already in the top 50 for round the first first quarter, which is Ashley in the second one. In the second (laughs) quarter is Ashley, and and there we go. So this is the third qualifier. It goes from round 13 to round 18, and then we're going to have one more after that. And then the big important update, I want to give the heads up right now. I'm pointing at the screen, at the camera, if you're watching. Pointing at you. Pointing at you. Listen, listen. Is round 13 ends on 529. Then there's the two-week international break. And then round 14 does not start until 614, which is a Tuesday. So it's going to be a really quick turnaround as far Mm -hmm. as fantasy goes. But keep that in mind. 529 is the end of round 13. 614 is the beginning of round 14. So we're not really going to be having much going on during that time. I'm moving. Maybe Blaine's moving. We're getting all this stuff figured out. Uh, So great for our timing. But just know that that's what's going to happen. It's okay. Enjoy the international games. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I wanted to get that out probably one more time during this episode to make sure you're (laughs) home with that. As far as double game weeks go, there are none. Thank goodness we're recovering from this last one. There is Open Cup. I always like to throw those things out there because as we get farther into Open Cup, people start playing for keeps. So you might see some rotation on the weekend depending on how some teams prioritize that tournament. Are you going to tell us who's in Open Cup? I am I, going to. I, I can. We go. um, we've got, <laughs> Plane's okay. like, me, me, me. <laughs> I just had it up. I was prepping. No, you're too. good. I just liked how you said it. Uh, we've got Toronto playing tomorrow night. Canadian uh, champions. Yeah, Canadians are playing. Um, Nashville, uh, Montreal, uh, Orlando and Miami are playing an MLS head-to-head. Uh, same with uh, New York City and New England. So those yeah. Seymour first-team players. Uh, Nashville and Montreal are playing lower tier teams. Uh, Minnesota's playing. Uh, you've got Red Bulls versus Charlotte, Sporting versus Houston. Uh, Vancouver is playing. You've got an LA Derby going, coming that way. El Trafico and US. Yeah, but that Quakes game is also a stone's throw. Yeah. So they're and playing San Jose Sac and Republic. Sacramento are the other ones. So mm-hmm. it's not an gotta... MLS team, but that game's going to be spicy. And that'll yeah. factor into our pick section for me coming just coming up but i do want to mention that minnesota is playing omaha which was cameron's team who was on uh the show last week the owl so i want to give a shout out to minnesota versus omaha right there yeah and i mean that bigger chunk of games that that blaine said that's a wednesday so we're looking at a wednesday to a saturday um which for some of these players might mean rotation so um i would keep an eye if you turn your alerts on and stuff um i would keep an eye on the open cup rosters yeah. Uh, before you lock yeah. your teams for sure yeah especially new england they they had a, a pretty strong team against cincinnati when they played last time yeah new england and nycfc i think also probably that red bull and charlotte one is one and then the florida one and honestly the traffic i don't know that i really think either of those la teams are gonna and charlotte can afford team. to do it yeah with charlotte yes. having the sunday game they can afford to do it. same thing with with la so mm-hmm. yeah. well, one la one la yeah, galaxy sure Make sure you pick, find some time to just check those lineups, whether it's Thursday or Friday before you yeah. finalize your team. Check those lineups, see who played, see who goes to extra time because they do extra time and penalties at this stage. So just watch that. If you see one of your primary targets go 120 minutes midweek, you may want to watch out on the weekend. So just keep that all in mind. It's my uh, baby Rue loves owls. That's when it, it's a word he loves to say and a, and a sound Aww. he loves to imitate. So yes, Patrick, we are all the owls. Uh, and an easy way to keep up with these teams is to join the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord because we have a lineup channel, which will uh, mm-hmm. pop up notifications right there. And it's an easy way to keep up with that. It, it catches all the MLS lineups. So even during yep. games like this, you should be able to see at least the MLS team's lineups. Yeah, do As- not ever bank on the app. Right. Do not. No. Uh, as far as buy teams go, nobody's on a buy. So again, just like we said at the top of the show with uh, using the strategy, if you're going to be picking early game or late game scrubs, going to be very important to this week as well. Excuse me. Uh, now let's move on to our suspensions and injury report from the mega reference blame. Yeah. Big shout out to the community. I saw them putting in hard work and thanks to Tyler ranch for getting this out to me today. Um, only Good news is Barrero for New England Revolution got his first appearance. So as Reed's talking about watching guys leaving, uh, there's another guy making his debut. Uh, handful of suspensions this week. Carranza for Philly picked up yellow card accumulation. 
Ariaga and Boxall of Minnesota are both out suspended. Uh, Schlegel and Araujo for Orlando are both both picked up red cards. And then Diego Chara is finally picked up his yellow card accumulation suspension. First one of the season for him. Like clockwork. Yep. Um, Fuchs for Charlotte came out with an ankle, apparent ankle injury. I heard some of it might have been precaution. Some of it might have actually been an injury. Uh, keep an eye on him. Uh, Pereira for New York City came out with a leg injury. Um, uh, Cheneau was a scratch in training with a lower body injury. Uh, Gutman for Atlanta is out 8 to 12 weeks with a left quad tendon. Ooh. Yeah. That's another knock on an already weakened uh, Atlanta defense. So that's huge red flags right there. Is Brooks Lennon their only true starter in that back line now? It, who's the, is the center back? I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, is it Franco? Franco's the other center Franco back. Is, I think he's Franco is, you're right. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he was hurt. He was hurt yeah. at the start of the season, and now Miles is hurt. Yeah, Man. they got three of their five first-choice yeah. players now out injured. Um, Brutal. Uh, Mark Anthony K took a hit to the eye. Um, don't know how much that's going to be. They've got it listed as swelling around the eye. Uh, that could be short, long. Uh, Sergio Santos with a hamstring for Philly. Uh, Williamson came out super early in his game for Portland with a leg injury. Tyler Miller was scratched with an injury in warmups. Um, Vancouver's got players going in and out of the health and safety okay. protocols right now. So just keep an eye on that. Um, and then we've got uh, we've got a note here at the end. We've got international call-ups coming here soon, so just keep an eye on those guys. Uh, could see some rotation. Could see some guys coming in, playing a little bit more before they leave. Uh, just keep an eye on those. Those should start dropping late this week, early next week, on when we'll start seeing those lineups come out. All right. Thank you so much, Blaine. And as always, you can head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord if you want to find the easiest way to become a member of our Discord chat community, as well as get easy access to the mega reference, which you can find in our fantasy tool section right over there. So it's free. It's fun. It's a great community. So head over uh, right now. Why not? Don't wait. Run. Go. Uh, no, head over and join today if you want. It's, it's fantastic. We'd love to have you. All right, now what I know a lot of you all are here for, we're going to be talking player previews for round 13. All right, now let's talk our target players for round 13, as always, starting with keepers and defenders. Uh, Blaine, I'll go with you, and though it seems like you're done with trying to figure out clean sheet chances, though. Yeah, I'm just, uh, this the way this season has gone, I think I'm just going to throw in the towel and remove the clean sheet section. Um, I always start with it, but I'm just, I can't do it anymore. Um, if you want to look at clean sheets, go look at Lineup IQ. That's Ryan Anderson. He yeah, does Ryan. the best work with clean sheets. He rarely has them out when we're here Monday. So just, that's my plug. Go talk, go look up his stuff. He's got percentages. His He's got a Patreon. Be a Patreon, yeah, Ryan. Yeah. His his is honestly the best information you can find for clean sheet hunting besides going with your gut and your gut's usually wrong when it comes to clean sheets this year. <laughs> uh, mine is, it's just this year. Now, not every year I'm saying this year specifically, I'm not finding them. I'm, every time I try to predict them, it doesn't work. So I'm done. Um, with that said, I kind of like, I'm kind of going a little different. I'm betting against a couple of teams and this sounds horrible because it's two road ones, but I'm thinking of going Slanina into uh, Clark for my clean sheets. Um, it's two road games. I can see there, there's a two and a half hour gap between kickoffs. I should be able to see the entire one. It It's kind of dependent if Pozuelo is not going for Toronto, which he missed some recently, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's just poor form, rotation, trying to figure things out with that team. The way Chicago's been playing, the way Toronto's been playing, I figured that was a good front end. I was struggling to find a good front end for this one. And then I just, it depends on what RSL lineup comes out as well. Um, I don't know what to make of their attack right now. Sometimes they're really on, sometimes they're not. I'm kind of hedging my bets with two keepers that I think have a decent shot, but if the games go the wrong way, I think these are two teams that can put up some shots and give the goalkeepers some bonus points. So who knows? I'm looking forward to hearing what everybody else says about goalkeepers just because I have no idea this week. Yeah, that was yeah. the hardest position for me to pick uh, the whole round. 
And so I'm going to watch Discord all week and I'm going to see what everybody else is saying and kind of go there. Um, Defenders were easier for me. Um, I had a couple of teams that I really wanted to get in on. Um, I think I go back to Callens after a monster week. He's been putting up bonus points like crazy. Minnesota is not a team I expect to do well against this New York City defense. Um, I think bonus points, offensive potential, and playing one of the weaker op- opponents puts him top of my list. I know there's a few issues with red cards and stuff, but I'm leaning towards going back to Orlando for this one. I just, Dallas is so hit or miss. Uh, Jansen's played well, gets some bonus points again. I think he's just got a good floor and a lot of potential. And then I wanted some Seattle coverage, so I've got Ariaga in there against Charlotte. Charlotte's so hit or miss. Seattle's one of those really good defensive teams that when they're on, they're on and they're playing against a weaker offense. So I, I will take that one and see what happens. This week was tough for defenses across the board though. I didn't, I, I struggled the more on this end of the field than I did anywhere else trying to pick players. I don't see any clean sheets. I'm looking at bonus points. And then I start looking at certain players and I'm just like, Oh, they're playing against a somewhat solid team. I just, I think you've got your best defenses going up against really good offenses this week. So it's wide open. Ashley. Yeah. um, I also struggled with goalkeepers this week, but I went ahead and just slotted Stefan Fry in for me as one of the Sunday keepers as a switcheroo keeper. He's 6.6. So he's very cheap um, in comparison to some of the other keepers because a lot of it's because of lack of clean sheets and then also rotation. He had a lot of rotation at the start of the year. Um, <clears throat> and then I really struggled with who to put in um, from the Saturday games. I don't like just doing Crepo because he's the first game. Um, earthquakes tend to go crazy, especially in games against other California teams. Um, I, I don't trust Atlanta. Um, I don't, I don't want to pay for Turner or Galise uh, with all the red card issues in Orlando. So right now what I have going is kind of a money option um, because I currently don't have a scrub in my lineup. I know everybody's going to roll his eyes at me, um, but I am st- have all my defenders as defenders who I might actually play. So my goalkeeper right now is Colander from Miami um, which is definitely just like chasing a trend that's already happened. Um, Portland without Diego Chara statistically are terrible. Um, they've won, like, I don't even remember what the stat is. Someone will, someone will, will fact check me, but I mean, it is an incredibly low percentage of games that they have won historically without Diego Chara, like shockingly low. Um, and that's not to say that they can't score, um, but I think he's 5.3 and cheap. I think there's a better Saturday option. I'm just explaining what my thought process is here. Um, I don't know that I would suggest it, but I think if you are looking for money and you want to spend some of it someplace else, that's a good shout. Um, I have Lennon by Callens and Wagner starting right now. Um, I'm going back and forth about Brooks the most, to be honest, especially if Zell is in. But that Columbus offense is just really struggling to get a foothold. But we know they're good. Like, we know they can score. We know Barry can score. We know that Zella is magic. And like we said in the injury section, they only have two legit starters right now, one of them being Brooks Lennon. So um, you pick up a guy like Lennon for the bonus points, but I feel so shaky about the shutout that I don't know if I want to keep him. Um, And then my kind of uh, out there pick uh, for a bench defender is DeAndre Yedlin. Um, I know that Damian Lowe went off. DeAndre did, did okay. Um, but DeAndre's playing against Portland, which is a team he very, very, very much hates. Um, so I just see him kind of getting up for that game. It's a home game. He's also cheap, um, much cheaper than some of the other players I just named. Um, I know it sounds like I'm just hating on Portland. It's just the matchup I find somewhat favorable. Um, so those are, those are kind of the players I, lo- I like. Like Wayne said, Towns is a road game. Uh, Wagner's a road game, but some of these 10 and up uh, defenders that are just picking up bonus points, it's making them really hard to pass on because they're playing like midfielders, right? Um, we're getting to the point of the season where these defenders are getting pricey, but a lot of them are also producing 
am I wrong that Callan still would have been the best captain choice of last week, or did it change? Uh, yeah, his 25 was best for the week. Yeah, again, it's a road game against Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota is a slouch of a team to go play at, um, but those are just some of the, the defense defenders that I like this week because, like Blaine said, I'm not really clean sheet hunting. I'm just looking at the players that are producing the most points on top of a clean sheet. So Tyler does add that Jefferson Savarino might get his debut against Houston this week. So that might be uh, something, yeah. a, a reason not to consider Clark. Uh, but Houston's had a, a bit better run of, of defense lately. So I can definitely see why you'd, you'd look at somebody like that. I'm looking at Lundqvist myself as a potential defender. Um, some of these already already mentioned. I like, I like LA. I do like that early game. Uh, I know that it's dangerous for the keeperu. But I'm looking at Cropo and maybe a Fry Keeperu right there because San Jose is playing Sacramento in that last game of the Open Cup, which I expect to be a tough game, a game that everyone's got skin in. That's that's a rivalry game right there. And then they come right into playing against LAFC. So but LAFC are playing a Classico on the same and they, day. They are. Yeah, they are. They're playing a Trafico. So so we'll see. I, I may change. This is, this is my first draft of the yeah. whole week. But Keepers that's were what, tough this week, though. I agree with yeah. Brian. This was a tough one. Keepers were tough. So there, there's a couple of other teams that I'm just keeping an eye on for for what I may want to look at as we go on. Uh, RSL might be one I, I keep an eye on. I know Houston's got a – Houston's sort of in transition. So it's one, I, one of those teams, like I said, maybe not always betting against, but what I'm looking at. So there could be some transition there. RSL has a, a decent defense. They've been performing above their numbers, but it, it's it's been okay. Um, Colorado is a team that, that I'm looking at Nashville on the road can still be dangerous. Ashley was saying Mukhtar's kind of getting into his groove. Colorado's a tough place to go to. So you have defensive and goalkeeper options right there with Colorado, depending on the budget you're trying to hit. Uh, I even had a draft that I had two Seattle defenders in my team, but I've, I've opted they're cheap. And that's the, that's, that's why they were there is, yeah. is from what I was trying to do with my midfield, I was kind of getting strapped for cash in the back. Yeah. And so I was looking for some cheap guys, but I'm, I'm leaning towards more Seattle offense this week than I am, than I am that. So I had to swap that idea, but I think you guys have covered a lot of them. Uh, I have just as a cheap filler right now, uh, Kolmanic back in for Kolmanic for Austin. He, uh, he was back this last double game week. Uh, he, I think he went, they didn't play the full second game, but I think he played more minutes in the first game. I have to look at his, his minutes right so- there. He's a guy I've followed all season, and he seemed to have lost his starting spot. Right. But there is a ton of rotation on the Austin back line. Yep. Um, even when Kolmanich was the starter, he was coming off 70, 80 minutes quite a bit. And so I think – I don't want to read too much into it, Reed. I'd caution you. I think his midweek start was it was his turn in the rotation to get more minutes, and they are load, balance, load managing everybody on that back line a little bit or at least some of those positions. So I would not expect him to start this game, given that he lost the spot and he played the midweek instead of the weekend. Well, he played, he played 31 minutes in, in the midweek. So he had like 75, then 31. He's battling for the spot. He's a filler though, right now. Yeah. He's a cheap guy. He's really good when he starts though. I I mean, he he used to be a set piece taker. Yeah. The the guy that's replacing Gubin is 4.0. You really want to get <laughs> no, ex- exactly, exactly. But no, we're just seeing how it all again. That's one yeah. of the later games as well. So there's time to react to what you see. But those are just some names there. I think we've touched on a lot of them. Yeah, where people can be looking at. Uh, quick, uh, let's see here. Yeah, saying in chat, uh, Gallagher got it back in as far as there. Uh, Gallagher is not listed as a defender though, is he? No, but he's been video? playing that wing back role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's no, going no, no. yeah. Play. Uh, Ruby oh. Gabes is the Austin play of healthy. So we're talking about there in chat. Gabrielson uh, has been incredible for them lately. Um, I will throw out. Touch on everybody. I didn't touch on the first game, but my pick, if I was going for that LA San Jose to pick a first one, I like Calvo this week. Okay. If I'm taken from that early one, if you want to, if you want a crazy bench play, um, he's everything that Nathan is billed to be most of the time including the crazy red cards that can show up. But I think he got a five and an 11 in the double game week. He gets forward. LA's defense has not been good. I just, everything is prime for him being just a first game bench 
play and see what well, happens type of thing. Except it's a road game and he will have played on Wednesday. But I see where you're going with that. It's it's going to be a crazy one to keep an eye on <laughs> for sure. But let's we've talked a lot about the finish of keepers. Let's move on to midfielders. Who do you all like? Ashley, starting with you. Yeah, uh, majority we all said Nico Ladero, Mihalovic, Heel. I like all three of those players. Um, I like Almada from Atlanta this week. Um, like I said, Columbus has just been kind of streaky and consistent, not great road form. Um, that front three, four um, for Atlanta just really seems to be clicking. I like him the best. I do think we're going to get into some point sharing with them. Um, but right now it, it seems to be him a little bit more. I might just really like him because he saved my week the other week um, with the 13, but also still give him another chance. And then I also like Maxi or Santon Shout for NYCFC. It is a road game. Like I said, I don't think that Minnesota are a slouch team to go play against, um, but they're just producing, like Blaine said, it's kind of a, a hot hand right now. They're hotter at home for sure. Um, but I do like those those two players out of the NYCFC midfield. I do feel like I'm neglecting some, some people. Like we kind of talked about with keepers. When I scroll through today for the first time, you know, what the games are, I kind of get pulled back because they're all so close to each other, um, the kickoff times. So I feel like I'm overlooking some some people for sure, but those were just the midfielders that jumped out at me. Blaine? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, I think a lot of us are seeing a goal fest with Montreal and FC Cincinnati. So Mihailovic and, and Acosta were the first two I added to my team. Uh, they're just, They're playing so well right now. And it's a good matchup for both of them. Uh, I threw Santi Rodriguez back in there. I've had him in draft all year, so I'm a little biased on that one. But I just – I like the way he's playing. I do like this matchup. I don't rate Minnesota that high. I just – I think there's potential for points here, and you're going with the hottest team. Um, it, it's going to be chalky for me this week, but I like Ladero against Charlotte. I think he's got the – I think he's the guy that's – getting the points right now i could see that swinging in the near future but i think this week he'll hold and be fine and then my fourth or my last spot was kind of interesting i kind of threw him in there to see what was as kind of the first guy i'd pull if the bench hits really well but i'm going johnny russell against vancouver um we're talking about one of the worst defenses in the league vancouver has not been playing well uh, a handful of teams have given up more goals than Vancouver, including Sporting and San Jose. But, I mean, they've given up 23 already on the season. Uh, Sporting's looking more dangerous. The speed that they've got, the way Russell plays, I think that's a good shout. And like I said, he's in my lineup, and he's going to be one of the first guys I pull if my bench hits. But I like that matchup, and Vancouver has been one of the teams we've been betting against for good offensive production. So I'm going to go back to that with that. It's not a Homer pick. It's a Vancouver has been giving up a lot of goals type of thing. Or so he says, uh, yeah, uh, a couple of others that I'll mention just on there. If you're looking for an away player, you might consider Shakiri. Uh, Toronto is the worst team in the league right now. And so he's had a slight turn, but if Chicago's on a bit of an array away run right now, but this could be an opportunity for him to get back into a groove. Uh, Ruiz is one that I, that I had in one of my earlier versions just from RSL. Uh, he's been a, a good source for some assists with, with them. And uh, Houston is Again, like I said, better than what we think originally had them pegged for at the beginning of the season, uh, but still definitely can be scored on. And New England is still a little shaky in the back at times. They've got quality, but it's not seemed like everyone's been clicking on the same place. And if that's the case, I mean, maybe Gazdok is another another sort of under the radar pick that could have something. I don't know. He's on the fringe for me. I think maybe someone like... Um, uh, like going with Cincinnati or or going with a Shakiri might be more and Almeida might be more tempting to me before before going with uh, with Gazdog, but I think he's worth mentioning and maybe maybe even a price. I mean, he was a big point scorer last week at home against Nashville. That could be a good position for him to, to get some bonus points as well. So I think you have some options. Yeah. Um, with, what you're going with Ladera, I want to point out. I, I think 
not many people picked him up for double game week. I definitely advised against it. His wife had a baby, which is why he missed the Colorado game. Um, so he will be back for the game this weekend, but he missed the most recent game. Um, when he's gone, they shift formation. Uh, and it didn't benefit the point production. I think that Alex Roldan is also a good shout um, lately. I mean, Nico alternates corners and free kicks with Rusnak. Um, he takes the PKs when he's on the field. Um, but Alex Roldan has just been picking up some real scrappy points lately. Um, so if you're looking at kind of a differential for that last game, I think he might be a good shout too. Yeah, Reed, one note to add, because you, you kind of said it. Uh, Houston's tied for fourth fewest goals allowed this year. Mm-hmm. Now they're tied with like six other teams. So, I mean, it's not <laughs> – but, I mean, they're still, they're still in that top ten bracket on goals allowed, which is not bad. And RSL is not super high up the list of goals scored. So I caution people on Ruiz. That's why I didn't take him. I think Houston's been one of those teams that we've let fly under the radar. Their defense, it's hard to predict when they're going to be good, but they're not giving up a ton of goals this year. Right. And, and let's, put that just some, let's put that into some perspective. When we say fewest goals allowed, we're not talking like single-digit numbers here. It, it's 14. So they've, they've only allowed 14, which is more than one – per week so far yeah. so uh perspective just putting yeah. some perspective right there uh just just some quick numbers um new york city miami red bulls dallas orlando philly some of the better teams on the road at uh at not conceding and, and when you're back at home colorado has been great at not conceding at home right there, but uh, Colorado, Austin, Philly, Charlotte, some of those teams, but, but yeah, so 14, 14 goals uh, total. So we're not talking like three or four. Yeah. That would point out. All right, let's move on to our forward picks. Blaine. Uh, this kind of felt easy to me. I'm going back to Tati. I just, I think when he starts, you, you play him at this point. Like I said, I'm not high on Minnesota. Um, easy one there. Uh, Rui Diaz is also in there. This is why I'm not going heavier on Seattle's defense. If I've got Ladero and Rui Diaz, and I don't think I can be talked off of him at this point. I just don't trust Charlotte enough. And then I'm debating on whether I'm going to go heavier on defense or try to uh, see what shallow we can do. Put a couple guys on the bench, and then shallow we could be another easy scrub, but I mean, he got two goals in his last game out, picked up a red card in that game, but going at Vancouver, Sporting tends to put up goals on Vancouver. So I'm just, I don't know. I just, I'm betting against him. I didn't see a lot of games where I really wanted to bet against certain defenses. It's been hard to predict where goals are coming from on the teams that I would bet against. Um, Like I'd love to have a Red Bulls forward this week, but where do you go with that and how long do they play? Uh, same with Montreal, Kyoto, when he's healthy and playing really well, is a great pick for me, but he's he's been injured recently. Kamara got a start ahead of him because of the injury, and I just don't know if he goes longer than 60 minutes. I just don't know where everything else is going, so I'm going to bet against Vancouver this week and just run with it because it seems like the safest and most sound logic I can come up with on a round like this where I just, I don't trust anybody to really go off against their opponent. Ashley. Yeah. I also like Rui Diaz. Um, I think that Jordan Morris is a cheap alternative. If you like the Seattle mashup, his points aren't coming through a lot, but he is getting in all the right places and he is hungry for sure. Depending on, and I always hesitate to say this in front of Blaine, but Depending on the Open Cup, I am considering picking up Bella. Um, he picked up 16 points in the double game week. Um, Tyler said that's my fault because I didn't mention him. Um, <laughs> and that's fair. I think that that's a, a, that is kind of on me. Um, but, you know, I'm not touting him like we have in the past. I just kind of like that matchup. Um, things don't seem to be running through him in the same way. But he you know, takes free kicks. He takes the PKs. He puts himself in the positions that I think if I'm going to take someone from LAFC offensively, I think it'll be him. And then my third striker, kind of like Blaine said, I'm going back and forth a lot. 
I don't like Tati on the road. He's only got one road goal this year. Um, his road points are the ones where he lacks the most. He lives and dies in that Yankee stadium. Um, he is un. you can't not pick him when he's at home. Um, I think that he, there might be some better options this week. I'm considering Campana again. I know I'm just like, I don't know what's wrong with me within Miami right now. They're not that good. I don't know why I'm so drawn to them this week. Um, but I'm considering it. Uh, I, I think there are a couple other decent shouts. I think that um, you could look at the Atlanta striker. Why am I forgetting his name now? Blaine captain him on accident. Help me. Oh, Cisneros. Yeah, I think you could look there. Um, I think that Brandon Vasquez going up to Montreal is, is an interesting shout. I think Buxa um, maybe at home. I, I think there's some good striker names out there, but those are the those are the three that kind of caught my eye when I first looked at looked at the games. Yeah, I know we have some Nevervella people in chat. Uh, he, he's fine, actually in. It. He's in my first draft. Uh, again, I'm going to to prey upon that San Jose game, but I would like to see how how the Trafico works. As yeah. well. Is is it like, what's what's is a Trafico a Trafico or is a Trafico? Is it if I were to go? bet, I think that they're both going to go pretty hard just because of who it is, if that makes sense. It's like just because. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'd like I'd like to see how some of that game turns out to decide if I'd like to get. Vela or not um yeah Vasquez is great I I think that is is a good a good option this week Cincinnati gets shots for him uh Montreal tends to allow shots in a lot of their games so uh, he, he will have his chances for sure uh, I had Busca in in a version I was throwing back and forth he's just been so consistent probably be gone soon he's trying to get his his European um stock up but Philly's a tough team and so I I worry that you it might not be like it's a lot of money to throw in when you could maybe get yeah. a better value out of somebody else for sure in that position so uh and, and even like we're we haven't talked nashville's on the road they've been on the road a lot but colorado's done they've got some stuff going on with shinya shiki's sorry no he's in charlotte now Who, who's up there um Rubio. Rubio. Zardes. Rubio's up there. And Zardes. Have, yeah, Rubio and Zardes. Have, I'm like, whoa, throwback Shin Yashiki. Holy cow. Yeah. Thinking about well, Colorado. He just left in your defense. He yeah, just... he did. But but they've been getting some goals as well. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'd go with that. But every now and then I've seen some goals pop up. That's what it is, is I've seen Shin Yashiki's name pop up. And I'm like, what? Yeah, because he's been scoring. He's been scoring for Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and so they are playing Seattle at the end. But I, I also hesitate for Tati. He was not in, he hasn't been in any of my drafts because I am with you, Ashley, yeah. of he's, he's on the road. Ugh, that's not been fantastic. And I kind of like some of the defensive chances there because Minnesota has struggled. Yeah. Um, but even then, that might be a bench play if you do have, if you do have him. He is rested. And again, I want to say this for everybody, never Vela's me. I'm not like, yes, Vela. I'm like, maybe I might Vela, if that I makes know. sense. Okay, as the self-appointed president of the Never Vela, I know you are. Yeah, I like if I couldn't <laughs> fault anybody for putting Vela on the bench for game one. Like that's it, where he is for me. It's it's sound logic to take a guy like Vela against a defense like San Jose, who has given up multiple multiple goals several times this year already. It is sound logic to put Vela on the bench. Now, one thing we missed, uh, it was missed in Discord, and I saw it. Uh, Brian Rodriguez did play this last week. Mm-hmm. He is coming back from his injury. So that puts my that, – that's just ammo for the Never Vela crowd to say, hey, they're getting more out of the back. <laughs> less sure. But, no, like, I'm, I'm the Never Vela guy. I couldn't fault anybody for doing it. I mean, I drew the line in the sand. I, I'm standing it, yeah. on it. I'm living with it for good or for bad. I told you it's going to burn me at some point this year. I don't think it'll be this week, but yeah, well, yeah, but I, I could see this being, I, I'm not going to fault anybody if they do it. You, it, it makes perfect fantasy sense. And as the biggest Vela hater here, I would probably do it if it wasn't for my stance, just because yeah. I don't have too many other forward options I'm really looking at. Would you say this is the week you're the least? Never Vela so far? Yes, this is probably the least <laughs> Never Vela. Which... On the Never Vela meter, you're like the low least on never, yeah. The least Never Vela. I like it's, that. And of course, I we also have to mention... First, this is the first time I've been even tempted to break my 
my promise to never wow. Bella. And I'm not doing it, but this was the first week I was like, oh, okay. this could hurt. And the last thing I do want to mention is because we did talk about how Toronto has been bad and so maybe Shakiri. Chicago's also not fantastic. So Jesus Jimenez, Jimenez could also yeah. be another forward option uh, play there. So you do have some options there with forward, depending on how you want to go, depending on how your money is as well. Sure. All right, let's wrap things up with our captain picks. Blaine. Uh, this is tough. I think the home matchup wins out. And I've got it on Mihailovic right now, even though he kind of burned me a little bit last week. I like that game a lot. I, I'm kind of back and forth. I kind of want to see lineups. But I think Mihailovic at home wins out from my midfield picks. Maybe Ladero sneaks in there before the weekend. But Ashley's giving me a face when I say well, that. Sorry. That's, why I'm like, that's why I'm like, I just, I'm not feeling it anywhere else you take a home player at this point. And so it, Mihailovic seems like the midfielder with the best home matchup for me. And I know there's people that are going to go that have other options, but like heel is a primary home captain pick, but he's playing Philadelphia. I just, I didn't see any other matchups that I liked. Actually. Yeah. I think it's important to remind people, although everybody else who's in chat and doing all this is doing the same thing. We've looked at these things for, you know, what, less than an hour. Last week just wrapped yesterday. This is just what we feel like at first glance, which is the best advice we can give right now because we can't put out a show on a Friday, right? Um, sometimes a week like this, I think, really shows how quickly we try to turn these things around. Um, and a captain choice this week is tricky. Like Blade said, I don't think anybody definitively, like, you have to captain blank. Um, I also have the armband on Mihalovic right now. I think that that's the best home player with the best matchup that is currently in my team, if that makes sense. I don't love a Nico Ladero captain, but that's the homer mindset in me. Um, Seattle just hasn't been producing as much in MLS. It's equated to fantasy. Nico had like one big week and popped off. Um, it's, it's just been a slower point production. There's a reason all those guys are still pretty cheap. Um, I, I hesitate to give the armband to someone from Seattle as a fan because they make me nervous. I think that that's a favorable home matchup too. Um, but Charlotte's defense has been like an uncharacteristic expansion team defense. They've done relatively well, right? Um, it is on the road. They've never come all the way out here into the stadium. It's a, it's a Sunday, you know, early evening game for Seattle, um, I don't dislike that captain choice, but for me, with like a first glance for this week, I, I mean, Halovich is the, is the one that jumps out to me the most. I have it on Ladero. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to mess with your head. No, no, it's okay. I thought I was just waiting for the finish. I've been like, this will be fun. To be like, I have it on Ladero. <laughs> um, kind of betting against uh, Charlotte, but you're right. It's, it's still early. And uh, I do enjoy looking at, especially the stuff that, that Ryan puts out with lineup IQ to, to see some yeah. of those, those clean sheet chances and things like that to, to help pick. But uh, I do have Mihailovic as an option, as we did say that both of those teams tend to score. Cincinnati's a little bit better uh, as of late, but they did give up three to new England, which is a high, high pressure team. And so yeah. uh, there are definitely multiple ways in which Montreal can score as well that we've seen. So um, definitely some chances that could be made right there, but yeah, looking over chat. Um, Patrick goes to the home with Almeida. Uh, Amada That's a great and, captain choice. Yeah. You could go with against, that. Against Columbus. No, he's producing man. Give him a, give he, him a he, chance. He is. He is. Columbus just, has been a bit shaky. They, they have not been. Yeah. Been the Columbus of, I of think, old. Yeah, I think you're forgetting who Columbus is this stretch of the season. They're not That's true. They're not Mensa and I mean it's not the same. Room is one true. of the cheapest keepers that's consistently starting in the whole game, and it's because of those lack of shutouts. Almeida put up seven, thirteen, and eleven in his last three games. Patrick Since, even says that uh, maybe we can make the same argument for Lucho as far as yeah, chance to assist, chance to score points. So I mean, I did kind of say Lucho and yes. and Mihailovic were on the same level for me, but I went with the home the home player rather yeah, than I, the road player. I struggled to do the road. Montreal Cincinnati game of the week. That's what we're that's it. That's calling it right decided. now. There it is. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us tonight. Those are some of the players that we think you should consider, again, early in the week before you start setting your team. There'll be it's, it's a long week with games kicking off this weekend, so plenty of time. Think about everything. Again, don't forget there'll be a two-week break after this, this round, so you get some time to just breathe in, collect yourself, and get ready for MLS Boss Fantasy Studio 2.5 or 3.0, depending on how it's all set up after that. Uh, that's all that we had tonight. Let's talk about with our plugs, Blaine. Yeah, uh, just I love chat. I love Discord. I love this community. You guys have all been so great. Um, I know we're getting ready to go on a break, which comes at the perfect time, because if all goes well, I close on a house. My wife and I close on a house on the third. So next. So we will be taking that long break and moving. And we, the, in our infinite wisdom, we decided to close on a house about 10 days before we have baby number two, who is tentatively scheduled to be here on the 14th. So that last episode, that next round, the round that starts on the 14th may be a crazy one for me. So I may not see everybody for a little bit, uh, just the move, the baby, everything. Uh, I will be on the show as often as I can, but I, you never know what's going to happen. With Lily, I podcasted from her NICU room. I did not ask him to do that. No, I did that I because heard I wanted to have some normalcy. <laughs> Ashley saying she will not let me come on the podcast on the As a wife and a mother, I will not. Because it's the it. day before baby comes, like it's a scheduled C-section, so there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Like we, that's how we know it's coming like that, but like Ashley saying that. So I may be in and out for a little bit. So if you guys don't see me, that's what's up. I don't want anybody to worry. But yeah, that's, that's what I've got coming up. So I, I appreciate this community. You've always got me, got my back and it's just been fun to be part of. So there's a little update from my life. And if you don't see me for a while, that's why. Ashley. Uh, shout out to Bucket Hats. That's all I got. <laughs> And of course, for me, as always, uh, check out MLSFantasyBoss.com. Check out the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who is a subscriber and a member and a patron. Uh, you guys are uh, absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah, check out all the articles that are going to be coming out. MLSFantasyBoss.com. We'll have everything this week. The double game week makes it really hard, uh, but Tyler did get his differentials out. We'll have that again this week as well as the Discord poll. Uh, it's Again, it's very humbling. Everyone who helps make this uh, a fun experiment, uh, a fun game. I don't know why I still call it an experiment. It's been going on for like nine years now, uh, but it's just been a fun project, and thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for all the support that you guys continue to provide and make this a great community. So that being said, as always, good luck. Mm-hmm.